0: whether it's intentional or not, it seems like so often we think of God as he's supposed to do certain things, right? He's supposed to forgive our sins. He's supposed to be available for us. He's supposed to listen to our prayers and answer our prayers. And I think often we're just so, you know, spoiled in a sense with how good and gracious God is that we forget that there are things that could actually hinder him hearing our prayers. So it's, it's, it's impossible that God wouldn't hear our prayers, we think. But in a real sense, the Bible says, no, if you are doing certain things or acting a certain way, God will not hear your prayers. So we want to look at this, and and what are those things that hinder our prayers? But first, Ben, could you just define that word hindrance yeah. for us? What do you mean by hindrances?
1: Yeah, I think we're talking about something that might, in the simplest uh, terms, get in the way, I guess, of our prayers, maybe interfere or prevent or obstruct um, God answering our prayers
0: okay. in some way. So when we say that, we're not saying that God doesn't hear us God hears everything he sees everything he's aware of everything but in the sense of he's not going to respond to or you know engage with us in our prayer so that's that's a huge deal right if if there are things that could keep God from answering our prayer hearing us that is that should be of the utmost importance for us to consider so give us a few examples from scripture because
1: maybe someone is listening and thinking that can't
0: be true you know but the scripture is clear
1: yeah well one of them is sin of course uh Sin is a hindrance to answered prayer. It says in Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities or your sin have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's pretty stark. So, And, and we can... We can, you know, know this as, as far as if you're not a believer in Jesus, if you right. don't have your sins forgiven, you're in a very dangerous place. Yeah, where there's, I mean, God doesn't have that relationship with you, and there's no reason for Him to answer your prayers. Right. But we can be encouraged in the sense of we know also as a guarantee yep. that you know Jesus says, whoever comes to me will never cast out. So yep. when you pray for forgiveness, yep. you will receive it. Right. right. But but that's a good thing to remember. Sin is a hindrance to answered prayer. So right. that's true whether you're. Uh, an unbeliever it's also true
1: for the believer as well though right yeah. yeah and and that's why it's important that we confess our sins when we yeah. come to god in prayer and he's faithful to forgive them that's what the bible says you know um if, if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness yeah so i think it's a it's a good practice in prayer to examine our hearts and we talk about that when we take communion a lot yeah. Just examine our hearts and come to the Lord with any sin that we know that we need to confess and maybe ask him to examine our hearts that there if there's sin, we want to confess it. We don't want sin to be in the way of, of talking with God. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that's the amazing thing, right? It's kind of reminds me of John 13 where Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. Right? Yeah. He says, if I don't wash you, you have no part yeah. with me. So yeah. if that sin's not forgiven, that's an, a, a hindrance to God. And yeah. then, of course, Peter is, you know, well, wash me. And he's <laughs> Do saying, you know, you, yeah. you've been washed, <laughs> you just need your feet washed. And I, I see that as a right. picture of yeah. continually coming to God, asking for forgiveness, yes. knowing that he's already guaranteed it and that he's willingly going to give it. Right. Right. It's not right. as if, obviously with that, it's not as if, yeah. if you don't pray for forgiveness, if you you know, you, you say a bad word and then you die in a car crash. Well, that wasn't forgiven <laughs> right. or something, you know. Yeah. No, but but generally, <laughs> we're, we're constantly coming to cr- Christ to be washed and yep. to be forgiven and to be received again into yeah. that relationship. So praise yeah. God for that.
1: Yeah. And when he taught us, when Jesus taught us to pray, I think we talked about this in one of these that um, it, one of the things they taught us to pray is for forgiveness. Yeah. And for be forgiving uh, others. So we just we need to confess our sin, realize that we're going to sin and God is faithful to forgive it. Okay, yeah. Okay. so
0: sin is the, the first hindrance yep. we See Isaiah 59. What's the, what's the next hindrance um, to answered prayer?
1: Another one is idolatry. I think idolatry can be a hindrance uh, to answered prayer. It says in Ezekiel 14.3, Son of man, these men have taken their idols into their hearts and set the stumbling block of their iniquity before their faces. Should I indeed let myself be consulted by them? Mm. You know, And I think an idol is anything that we put in the place of God in our lives. Um, something that we elevate to the place of God or above God in our lives, and that could be all kinds of things. Any kind of pursuit. It could be a person. It could be a relationship, a career, anything. Yeah. Um, but God should have the number one and supreme place in our lives.
0: Yeah, that's great. You know, I was reading um, Psalm thirty-one. Yeah. For our you know daily gospel episode on that psalm, mm. but he talks about how you know he hates those who to worthless idols yeah and that I, I was noticing that word so worthless idols mm. those two words together yeah. mean uh, the idol word in Hebrew means nothing mm. and then worthless means empty or vain yeah. or whatever and so it's, it was a good reminder for, for me of okay what idolatry is yeah. and of course Ezekiel reminds us that that's not simply physical structures or right. physical things it, yep. it can be taken into our heart. heart yep and exactly. so there's idols of the heart and they become stumbling blocks. So these are anything that we lift up above God, or yeah. we put in the in the saving place that only God should be. Yeah, and we can do that with all kinds of things. Yeah, as yeah.
1: we know. And it's important to I think to think about some of these things as we approach the Lord in prayer about confessing our sin. Um, are there asking the Lord? Are there any? Is there anything in my heart that I, that's out of place? You mm. know what I mean um, in terms of the position that I'm giving it, especially in comparison to the Lord. Yeah. That's great.
0: That's great. Okay, so
1: we have sin, idolatry. What are other hindrances? To um, prayer? This one I think is kind of kind of interesting. It comes from Proverbs twenty-one thirteen, um, but it, it it's a, with the idea that if you're ignoring the poor and needy, or I guess you could say it this way, if you're being really cheap, uh, it could be an ant- a hindrance to answered prayer. It says in Proverbs twenty-one thirteen, "Who whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will call." will himself call out and not be answered okay i think wow. it tells us that you know how the lord feels about those that are poor and needy yeah um and if we were to maybe disregard that as not important at all and it's important to the lord that it would be a hindrance to answered prayer
0: wow so when you say, say <laughs> being cheap you're not just, saying if you shop at walmart right you're, you're not answered. Right. yeah uh-huh. i
1: might you know it's it's
0: maybe being greedy yeah, you yeah, know, okay, so yeah, G, yes, yes, so if there's, because it's, you know, it's good to get shop for deals or whatever, oh, of course. not that I'm great at that, but, yeah. but to, to say you have an abundance and someone's in a clear That's need, right. yep. and I think I would, there's a lot of things I'd want to say practically with that verse, because hmm. I think often we can think if there's a homeless person on the street, they ask yeah. for money, you have to give it to them, right? Well, there's there's wise ways that's right to give, yep. and there are bad ways to give. Um, and one of the best ways to give, I think, is through your local church. Yeah, you give to organizations that you actually trust, as that's opposed right. to if you give cash to an individual. Right. I mean, my posture is if someone's hungry, I, they, I should get them food. Period. Yeah. yeah. But giving cash, I don't, I don't do that. But yeah. <laughs> we can get caught so caught up in the minutia that we forget yeah. the posture, which is what he's yes. talking about, which is. Do you even care about the poor right. and needy? Yep. I mean, look at how wealthy we are. Even, yeah. at, you know, in our area, we wouldn't be considered wealthy. Right. But globally, we are yeah, fabulously wealthy.
1: And I think a lot of these things are just things to consider that maybe we don't yeah. consider that could be sort of in the way of our prayer life with God, you know? It's, are we confessing sin? Do we have idolatry in our heart? Um, are we being generous, which is the heart of God? Are we thinking about those things? or being thoughtful about those things? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, when someone that you know that you care about is needy, yeah. do you respond to them? Right. And if not, then why, are you, why would you think that God would respond to you? Right. So if he's given blessing to you to benefit others, why yes. would he? you know, give you more blessing. So that's a, that's a really, really interesting. And I think that requires a ton more just reflection and thought. So that's good. That's good. The Bible challenges us in some big ways. Yes, it does.
1: Okay. What else, what else do we see as a hindrance to prayer? Okay. We'll check this one out. Um, Husbands, the way that you treat your wife could be a hindrance to answer prayer. Uh, First Peter three, seven says, likewise, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Wow. <coughs> yeah. even uses the same, same language there, yes. hindrance. Yeah.
0: Wow. So why, why is that? I, this feels sexist to me. There's no wives be nice to your husbands. <laughs> That's true. Who <What> is that? <laughs> I didn't see
1: that one in there. I think it's a, I mean, a lot of it maybe is the a picture of, you know, um, our relationship as the bride of Christ and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the type of honor that a woman should receive. And I mean, this is how we should treat people anyway, but, um, you know, somebody that God has given to us as our wife um, should be honored. Um, they're equal heirs with us in the grace of life, it says. It's obviously very important to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think inherent in this is, that there are differences in terms of roles and oh, yeah. in terms of yep. um, just how we're built yeah. right so weaker vessels well some people would say that that's sexist right yeah. that women are somehow less right they're right. not it's clearly not yeah. but there's but they are different yeah right they're built differently so yep. we could that could be physically or that could be some other aspect but clearly you cannot treat a woman the same way you would treat a man you have to be right. gentle and caring yep. and as a husband you're given this role to to lead and care for so yep. Just like how God came to Adam and Eve, and He yeah. asked where Adam was first yep. because Adam was the leader. Yep. He does the same thing with us in yeah. our in our home. So
1: yeah, so there is I think there's a difference,
0: and there's a little yeah. more pressure put on the husbands. Yeah, and I that think is, rightfully
1: so. Yeah, it's the position that God has put us in, and we again these are things to be thoughtful and to consider. Yeah. So know? there's great joy in that role, and there's yeah.
0: also a, a weight of responsibility. Absolutely, there is. And so we should we should gladly carry that and know that God's going to call us to answer for yeah. our wives. So I, I think both men and women should be encouraged by that passage. I think if so you actually too. read it for what it says, yep. it's, a, it's really beautiful that God cares so much about that yep. relationship. He does. Okay. Great.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm convicted. I'm getting fully <laughs> convicted here. Uh, what other hindrances do we have? Um, I think an unforgiving attitude could be a hindrance or holding a grudge against another person could be a hindrance. Uh, Mark 11, 24 and 25 says this. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. So... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, this is always a challenging one for me because it sounds like your forgiveness from God is dependent, dependent on your yeah. forgiveness of others. Right. It's the same in the in the Lord's Prayer, if I yep. remember correctly. Right. That's right. right. Yep. Is it Matthew six or is it in Luke? I think it's in Luke. Let me see here. Oh, no, it's in it's in it's Matthew. In Matthew, six. Yeah, Matthew six. For if you forgive right. others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you right. do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Yeah. Trespasses meaning sins. sins. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's heavy i mean I know it it's amazing that there's such an importance on forgiveness cuz we know from the rest of scripture that forgiveness is a gift from god yep. it's not on the basis of works so i don't think that this is meant to contradict that no it's not but no there's such a weight put on the importance of forgiveness that right. there's it's illogical it's it's crazy to think that
1: someone could be forgiven by god right. and not also be free to forgive others yeah and that, that i think that's really what this is about is understanding that we're a forgiven people, not deserving of it at all. By mm-hmm. the grace of God and His love for us, we've been forgiven, and because of that, we ought to extend that same forgiveness to others, not hold grudges against them, not you know withhold forgiveness in our heart. and it, what it does to our heart also, yeah. when we choose not to forgive somebody is not good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the, yeah, so it's a very serious thing. We don't get to receive grace from God and not give grace to others. Right. And so that's going to hinder our prayers yeah. if we're living a life of, of unforgiveness. And so, again, take a moment to think, yeah. what are there people I haven't forgiven yep. that I, I'm still bitter and angry with? Um, and if you're, if you're going to pray, start, start by forgiving and, yeah. and ask God for the strength to forgive others. He, he knows your weakness. He understands that, and he, I think he graciously gives strength to help you to grow yeah. in that and to begin forgiving others.
1: Yeah, and that could have to do something with reconciliation too. Like if there's somebody that we need to be reconciled with and there's a conversation that we haven't had or we haven't gone to somebody and asked for forgiveness or offered forgiveness. Yeah. You know, those things are just weighing on our hearts or our minds. Like we should, we should deal with that. The Lord will give us grace to do that, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Praise God for that. So we have one last hindrance. What's yeah. the last hindrance?
1: Well, um, I think wrong motives, you know, having the wrong motives. And Jesus kind of gave an example of this. Um, before he taught his disciples to pray, when we talked about the Lord's Prayer, he instructed them how not to pray. And so there's a few verses on that. I, I, could, I guess I could read these from Matthew 6, beginning in verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Then he goes on to say, When you pray, don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. They think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Hmm. So don't be like these guys. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) So don't, don't be like them and specifically, right. Don't be doing it for the motive of being seen. That's right. Right. Being praised. Yep. Um, I think, can we, do we do that today? We're not exactly, I mean, we don't really have that kind of a culture where you're going to go out into
1: the street and pray. No. And I don't think there'd be anything wrong with like, uh, praying outside somewhere, but it's, it's what the motive is. Yeah. Am I going to go pray here so everybody can see me to do it? Or everybody thinks I'm super spiritual or a special person because I'm doing, I mean, that's really what these guys were doing though. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, they wanted people to see them because it made them, I guess, feel important or look important in the eyes of others. So, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely,
0: and we can even, I mean, even in our private prayer, we can feel some sort of sense of justification because yeah. we've spent X number of you yeah. know minutes or whatever praying, you know, and so that makes us somehow yeah. righteous, and that's yeah. that's foolish.
1: Yeah, or um, we're using more words like like he says here. We, yeah, some if somehow I use these you know words that. God will hear me more or be more likely to answer or other people will be impressed by the words that I use or something like that.
0: What's um, your what's your favorite, you know, Christian Christianese kind of oh heaping up you? I, I like the just Lord, just Jesus, just you know, yeah. just like repeating God's <laughs> name or whatever again. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's a kind of a nervous tick, I think, for a lot of people, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um but yeah, or or you know, <laughs> using the bigger words or yeah. To, uh, you know, incorporating some theology lecture
1: in your prayer. Yes. Or, yeah, you know, that's that, that's genuinely. that's a good one. Trying to put like a little mini sermon into your prayer yeah. when you are praying with yeah. other people. Yeah, that's that a one.
0: classic worship leader thing. Yeah. I'm so thankful that Caleb doesn't do that. Yeah, though. no, I've never heard but. him do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, so the issue here is the motivation, right? Yeah. So it is. okay, so that's that's good. So the. Yeah it's it's not about the place you're doing it or whatever but it's what's your heart in that. Yeah. And obviously if your heart is right you're not going to be doing it for show. Yep. or for outward praise. Yeah. Um and yes, don't don't keep babbling on and on. Don't mm. repeat things aimlessly. I always yeah. think of I mean this is literally their only Catholic faith. Yeah. Yeah. hey you send do 10 Hail Marys. Yeah. I mean you're literally I just doing the ten. same thing. I don't I mean I don't know. It's <laughs> I mean, a, I've never, I've never, I've never been to confessional, but yeah. I, I don't know if that's just a movie thing. Maybe, maybe I don't maybe know. Maybe they're either. like, you need to have exactly seven hail marys and four our fathers. I wonder how they come up with the numbers? Yeah, and attend three masses. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's totally arbitrary. <laughs> that's what it <laughs> <Probably>. seems like. <laughs> but don't. But that's that's ridiculous. It yeah. goes against what prayer is supposed to be, which is right. this communion with God, talking yeah. to Him, bringing your concerns to Him. Yep. And I don't think we have to. We have to think. Okay, I have to pray for x amount of time no. before God really hears me. It's nope. bring them bring your concerns to him. Bring them day to day, right? Mm-hmm. Keep coming to him, keep you know repeatedly asking him, but it's not about you, you know,
1: adding certain right.
0: words on to make it more. Right. Acceptable. There's no
1: formula to it. You know, I think some people I I would consider myself one of those people that are kind of pre, predisposed to thinking about certain things in terms of like a formula or how things work and if I do it the right way, then the right thing will happen, and that can be true for a lot of things in life. But it doesn't; it's not really like that so much for prayer. Like yeah. the words that you use, the length of time, the number of times that you pray a certain prayer or something like that doesn't get God to move and respond to those hmm. prayers. Hmm. Interesting,
0: and even even in corporate prayer, like when we're praying together in a small group or something, I think it's so easy to begin to focus on the way you're praying or what you're yes. saying. Yes, and um, to begin almost praying. To each other because you're just yeah. you know sharing these words as opposed to actually focusing yeah. on God. That can be that can be hard to really yeah. get the focus
1: off of yourself, off of yeah. what you're saying, and onto onto God. Yeah, group uh, prayer, praying with other people. That dynamic can be interesting. Yeah, um, could probably do a whole podcast on that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> just, it, it, it's it, good. It's it, important, it, right? It, yeah, it, it, it's su- it's it's super important, and, and um, but it can be super awkward yeah um i think it can be awkward for newer believers or people that haven't prayed and with others that often or are self-conscious and then what happens is you get so focused on praying itself that you forget that you know the creator of the universe our god is listening to us Mm -hmm. um, and we don't have to impress him yeah Uh, we're not there to impress other people with our theology or what we know or the words that we use or how long we can pray for or any of that we're we're just opening up our hearts and our minds our mouths and talking to God and he yeah. hears us. It's pretty amazing.
0: That's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, good. So, so, okay. So wrong motives. That's the last one. Yeah. Um, anything else on, on, uh, these hindrances?
1: Um, I think the, the one thing I would just want us to remember is that, uh, it says in John, first John five, 14 and 15, this is the confidence that we have toward him. that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him, hmm. and that we don't have to be good enough. We don't have to use the right words. We don't have to get it perfectly right um, for God to hear us. Yeah,
0: that, that's good because I hope my I would hope you know with all these kind of negative talk of hindrances, yeah. it's important. But the all of these are to be an encouragement. Yes, to say I mean God wants to hear your prayers. Absolutely. He longs to have you come and pray to Him. Yeah. He doesn't make it. Complicated, right? (laughs) Um, But be examining yourself, and be careful to think: Am I praying according to His will, right? In a way that honors Him? And if so, what? I mean, what an amazing guarantee we have here! Amazing, it's awesome.